Hi, this is Richard Morgan with podcast episode 111. And continuing from where we left off last week, we're going to continue looking at the plagues in Egypt and this great drama of what God is doing in demonstrating to the Egyptians and to the Israelites that he is the one true God. And what he's doing is deconstructing the Egyptian worldview and their whole religion and their whole culture to show that they need to think in a very, very different way. Stop thinking about this multiplicity of gods, for instance, and start thinking in terms of this one true God. Now, have you ever thought about why there are 10 plagues? It didn't need to be 10 plagues, did there? God could have done this with one plague. He didn't need to go through this whole process. But it's an education. And part of that education is the idea of these 10 plagues. Because what God is doing with the Egyptians is he is bringing chaos into their lives. I think we talked about this in a previous podcast, that the Egyptians were all about order. This idea of Mart, where the pharaoh was in charge of establishing order in the land of Egypt. And it was a very ordered society. And they, they had to trust in things like the order of events that brought about the flooding of the Nile. So there would be snow and rain down in the south in the mountains. And that would cause the eventual flooding of the Nile. And that would make sure that the land was irrigated so they could grow their crops. And this was a yearly cycle, a very ordered thing. And they were scared of the chaos that they saw in other parts of the world around them. So what God is doing with the Egyptians is bringing chaos into their lives. Now, there's a contrast here with what we have in the story of creation in Genesis chapter 1, where God does the opposite. He brings order out of chaos. And if you look at Genesis chapter 1, the way in which God created, and you all know this, is that God spoke his word. And we have this little phrase that keeps cropping up in Genesis 1. And God said, for instance, and God said, let there be light. Now, when you count up the number of times it says, and God said, there are 10. 10 times God says something to bring order out of chaos. And I think what's happening in the plagues of Egypt is that God is reversing the idea of creation in the Egyptian worldview. And he's going to dismantle their creation. And then he's going to recreate Israel in a new creation. And he brings them out of that now chaotic land of Egypt. And eventually they're all drowned in the Red Sea. And out of the Red Sea comes this new people, newly born as God's child. And what does he do? He brings them to Sinai and he gives them ten commandments. So there's this nice parallel then in those things. And uh, let's come back then to this idea of God really deconstructing Egypt's creation. The Egyptians believed, and this is similar to what we read about in Genesis chapter 1, that there was in the beginning a watery abyss. Similar thing in Genesis chapter 1. Remember the Spirit of God is hovering over the waters. Well, the Egyptians had a similar idea, and they had this uh, watery abyss in the beginning, and out of that watery abyss, 
came creation. And they based it on what they looked at around them in the with the River Nile and this inundation of the Nile and the flooding and the rising up of uh, fertile soil. And they based all of their mythology on that order of events. And it became their creation myth over time. So what God is doing then in the plagues is dismantling this whole thing. So think of plague number one, for instance, the water, right? That which was the uh, the beginning of their creation, that water is turned to blood. And then you come all the way through and then you come to plague number nine, for instance, the plague of darkness. The Egyptians were absolutely scared stiff of darkness because one of their main gods who was there in the beginning was their, their god Ra. He was the sun god. And they believed that every night what happened was that Ra went on a journey and he was chased across the sky by an evil god. Now, when Ra returns every day, they go, phew, Ra has survived another, to another day. But now it's dark for three days. Where is Ra? God is playing with Egypt. And he's showing them that they need to stop trusting in their mythology and start trusting in the one true God. So God destroys the Egyptian creation. And as I said earlier, now he creates a new people by bringing Israel out of Egypt. And it's kind of interesting when you look at what happens after the plague. So we're running a little bit ahead of ourselves, but I think it's worth looking at just to continue this idea of uh, bringing uh, chaos into Egypt and then bringing order out of out of that chaos. If you look at Exodus chapter 15, right after the destruction of the Egyptians in the Red Sea, which was really uh, looked forward to, wasn't it, in plague number one, the water turns to blood. Eventually, the Red Sea is going to turn to blood, the blood of the Egyptians. And Israel comes out of that scene and they begin their journey through the wilderness. Now, look at the very first thing that happens. It's really interesting. In uh, Exodus chapter 15, it says in verse 22 that Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea. Look at the very first thing that happens. They went into the wilderness of Shur. They went three days journey in the wilderness and found no water so for some reason in the record we're told about this little seemingly little event about them not finding any water well what was the first plague first plague was the waters of egypt turning to blood well what we're going to see here is a reversal of what happened in egypt so in verse 23 it says that when they came to mara they could not drink the water of Mara because it was bitter. Therefore, it was named Mara. So there's a problem here concerning water. That's the same thing that the Egyptians experienced. They couldn't drink the water of the Nile. But what we have here is a solution. Verse 24, the people grumbled against Moses saying, what shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord and the Lord showed him a log and he threw it into the water and the water became sweet. And there the Lord made for them a statute and a rule. And there he tested them. So. Very first occurrence in the wilderness was a solution to the problem of not being able to drink the water. And what we can do is we can trace through the next few events and see how God is reversing what happened to the Egyptians. So after the first plague, 
of waters turning to blood. We then have a series of plagues that eventually brings disease. So frogs jump out of the water. The frogs all die and gathered into these big heaps. That's going to breed bugs. So we have the lice and the flies. And then they're going to bite people and animals and bring disease. So plague number two, the frogs. Then we get the lice. Then we get the flies. Then we get disease. Disease on the livestock in plague number five. The disease of boils on the people in plague number six. This is something that the Egyptians were absolutely scared stiff off. They did not like the concept of disease. We're going to talk a, a little bit more about this in a future uh, podcast. So what happens next? Back in Exodus chapter 15, there's the solution to the problem of undrinkable water. And then what is the very next thing that God says? If you will diligently listen to the voice, this is Exodus 15 verse 26. If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his eyes, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I, Yahweh, am your healer. So God is reversing the problem that happened to the Egyptians. Now then look at plagues number 7, 8, 9, 10. First of all, you get hail coming from heaven and decimating Egypt. And then you get the plague of locusts, again, this, this kind of heavenly uh, plague, decimating the land of Egypt. What do we get in Exodus chapter 16, the very next chapter, and chapter 17? We get God reversing those plagues. He provides them with bread from heaven and water from the rock in chapter 17. So whereas the hail and the locusts devastated the crops, here God provides them with food and water in the wilderness of all places. And then you get the plague of darkness, which is plague number nine. Well, that's where God now, after providing them with food and water, brings them to Mount Sinai and enlightens them with his law and brings them those Ten Commandments and the rest of the law. He opens their eyes. He brings light into their lives. Where the Egyptians had darkness, they have light. And then we get the reversal of plague number ten. The plague of the firstborn. God here now adopts his people as his firstborn son. It's, a, it's an amazing education experience for the children of Israel to think about how they need to let go of everything connected with Egypt and grasp hold of what this, uh, this one true God is teaching them. So let's carry on then and look a little bit more at the plagues in next week's podcast. Mm -hmm.